Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So how many are hungry for God's word this morning? How many do not want any leftovers? That's me. I put both hands up. I'm not real big on leftovers. For those of you that have been around our lives for, for a few years, you know I'm not really tailored for leftovers. And quite frankly, I'm not a leftover type person when it comes to the ministry of God's word. Okay? I tried to make a commitment to the Lord, and I've honored that commitment. I will change it if he wants it changed, but I have not through the years of all the years of ministry. I don't go back and look for notes and go, I think I'll just re-preach that again. No shortcuts in the kingdom. Keep it fresh and keep it on point. Amen? Someone came up to me Wednesday night and just mentioned briefly, thank you for the word tonight. It was right on point. So since Wednesday, I've been praying, asking God, what is it for the house on Sunday? What do you have for us? And listen, when I say for us, that's including me. It's not me bringing it to you. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through a vessel to all of us. Amen? So he opened it up with a question the other morning. It was early, early in the morning, and he asked this question. Are you ready? Are you ready? And, and I just kind of was caught with that. Like, what do you mean by are you ready? You know, being ready is critical. Being on point is essential. Knowing what lies before you is very, very Very, very important so that you know exactly what God has in store for you. This morning, I want to bring your attention to God's Word, and I'm going to ask some questions this morning in regards to how ready you are, okay? How ready are you? Abraham Lincoln said this, I will prepare and someday my chance will come. How many know preparation is essential for success? People who prepare will arrive. People who prepare will arrive. You have got to be prepared. For example, today is Sunday. Tomorrow is Monday. That was hard, wasn't it? Students go back to school tomorrow. There may be some assignments that they haven't finished. Today would be a good day to get those assignments done. Ben Franklin put it this way. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So God has a question, not just for this house. I think if you tune in to other ministries across the nation and around the world, you'll find out that this question is being asked in a lot of uh, local churches, local fellowships. Are you ready? Are you ready? And so the key verse that we're going to use, and I'm going to find out if we're in this category. Here's what God's going to ask us this morning. Are you ready for a relationship with Jesus Christ? When he arrived, they weren't. They were looking for religion, not a relationship. Number two, are you ready for restitution in his kingdom? How many know that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy? He comes to take away from you what God's given to you, but God wants to put back into your life what he has provided. 
We're going to talk about that. And then number three, are you ready for revival in your family? If we would listen to young people more, we will be impressed with the information they can bring to the table. The reason that our world is all messed up is because a lot of people have bad memories of the family. It wasn't very comfortable. It wasn't very good. And so, you know what? I'm going to do it differently when I get out. But God wants to bring revival to the family. And when we in the church hear the word revival, we think about it in just one or two categories. It's going to be a series of services. There's going to be a speaker. There's going to be an altar call. And then it's over. Revival is ongoing. God wants to revive marriages. God wants to revive relationships in the family. Amen? And then he also is going to ask us two more questions this morning. Are you ready for the riches of his kingdom? The riches of his kingdom, sure, it may be about the finances, but there's so much more to the riches of his kingdom than just finances. And then last, time permitting, and if not, you know, I'll just bring it back with his permission. Are you ready for his return? Are you ready? Example, thank the Lord it didn't happen while we were there, but I heard over the course of this past week, or it may have lingered into the week before, that there was a group of kids on a school bus in Houston, Texas, on their way to school. And there was an accident involving a teacher, and students who were planning to go to school went into eternity. I'm just asking you this morning, are you ready? You know, when I coached, I never wanted to be a part of a team that was not ready. You can even watch college football. I don't care so much about pro football anymore because it's not about sports. Sorry. And I love sports. But it's not, about, it's not about those teams. It's about those individuals and what you're putting in my billfold. If they could be paid the way they played, we could save some money. I thought I'd just put that out there. That was free. won't cost you anything. I'm not even asking that you agree with it. It doesn't matter to me. But let me say this to you this morning. Listen very closely. And that, listen so close. Are we ready for the return of Jesus Christ? You don't know what a day will bring. You don't know. We can plan for tomorrow. We can set up our goals for our future. But the Lord has your days in hand. The Lord determines the length of our days. And so this morning, are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? Are you ready to meet the Lord? In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says this, Sanctify the Lord God in your heads. Uh, no, that's not what it says at all. See, I'm, I'm connecting last Sunday again to this morning. If we would really live from the heart as much as we think we do, we wouldn't have as much to say. Because when your heart is really into something... You don't have to talk about it. It just shows. No, it says this. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Meekness and fear. That means a combination. That means a combination on the inside where you have on the inside, such a relationship with Jesus Christ that when people talk about what are you carrying that I'm not carrying, you can say, I have this 
What is it that you have? I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so let's talk about that relationship for just a moment. In John chapter 14, verse 6, it says this, Jesus said unto him, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The only way you get access to the Father is through the Son. And the Son's name is Jesus Christ. And the only way we would come to Christ is to recognize He did for us what we can't do for ourselves. And see, I know that I'm speaking to a lot of individuals, probably the majority, that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But let's pretend that I'm actually the age that I really am. I've watched (laughs) two things in my life. I've watched the church and I've watched marriages. And I've seen stale churches and dried up marriages. How's that for being truthful and honest? Stale churches and dried up marriages. And then we want our young people of this generation to be in the church and consider marriage. When the world has all kinds of options. What are you preaching about? I'm preaching about a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. He can do something in your home. But before he goes to work in our homes, he wants to go to work in my heart. Because when he can get my heart and my wife's heart and your heart and your spouse's heart and then your children all on the same page, that relationship begins to really manifest. What relationship? The relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you ready to go a little bit deeper in your walk with the Lord? There was a rich man that came to Jesus. I was talking to Joshua this morning about this. A rich man came to Jesus. Jesus wasn't looking for him. He was looking for eternal life. When he found out what it was going to take, he turned and walked away. And Jesus did not chase him. It's the story, you know the story, of the individual with all of the goods, all of the riches. And Jesus said, so you want eternal life? Here's what you need to do. And man, when he found out what he was going to have to lay down, he didn't want that relationship. Let me say this to you this morning. There are some things in our lives that we're going to have to lay down if we're going to go on with him. That was a good place to give God praise. So I'll go ahead and start that celebration. Now, let me tag that, okay? Can I tag that? That was last Sunday morning. That's what's got to happen in our relationships. Watch this. When we first start dating, nothing else mattered but the person with us. But now that we've been married 20, 25, 15, 10 years, all of a sudden, there's a lot of other things that vie for our attention. Jesus Christ wants to go deeper with us. He wants to take us where we've never been. But we're going to have to let go of some things and follow the one who's the way, the truth, and the life. Young people that are here this morning, I want to encourage you to learn from our track record. If they don't want truth, if they're not willing to follow the way, don't go their way. 
Joyce Myers put it this way, when we enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, something wonderful happens. God begins to change our desires and we want to be more like him. I want to release new desires into everyone's heart and mind. Now you've got to receive that, but I want to release that. You've got to receive it, but I'm going to release that. Now your soil will determine what you do with that. But I want to release, man, the spirit of the Lord is here. I want to release new desires into your life so that you, when you get in from work, you're not desiring to see about this and that and this and all those other things, but you desire the one who desires. It causes you to get up before others get up so that you can be with him because it's his desire to be with you. Every marriage can prosper. We just don't want to. Boy, that's good preaching this morning. Come on now, church. Come on now, church. We really can't blame the world, can we, for not wanting to be a part of what doesn't seem to be working? I mean, they want their desires fulfilled, and God will fulfill the desires of your heart, but you've got to have a desire for Him. How is your relationship with Jesus Christ this morning? Well, I've been saved for 50 years. That wasn't the question. The question is, how is your relationship with Jesus Christ? How is your marriage doing today? Well, we've been married. Robin and I will be 30 next month. Well, we've been married 30 years. That wasn't the question. How is your marriage? How's your dating life? Are you easily distracted when you're in church and you pull other people off course? That would not be a person you'd want to be married to. Who is quiet in here? Because if they're a distraction in the presence of God, guess what they're going to be outside? Hello. 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 One of the things I do when we interview students who come to our academy is this, that we're going to do our very best to create an environment in those classrooms that will be conducive for their learning. If there is one student who is not willing to buy into the package, we're not going to let 20 students go down for one, remove the one. There were two thieves hanging on the cross. Both of them did not make it. Let me tie this. I was working late last night on the message because of the enormous amount of work this week. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of the ten virgins. They didn't all make it into the kingdom. Five were ready, five were not. Oh, by the way, those that are not will always come to those who are. Can I get a little something, something from you? Can, 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 can you get me a little oil? L- listen, if I didn't carry the anointing, this wouldn't mean much. If my own life was not anointed, there really wouldn't be much need to anoint you. Are you ready? Are you ready for an increase in your relationship to Jesus Christ? If you're willing to lay some things down, you can go further than where you've been. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, this is still the very first one. Are you ready for a relationship with Jesus Christ? Hasn't the church, just kind of nod on this one, okay? Hasn't the church done a good job of inviting people to come to know Christ as Savior? But has the church lingered behind in teaching people how to grow in their relationship to Jesus Christ? He wants me to grow in my relationship with Christ. 
He wants me to come to know him better tomorrow than I know today. Is that on your agenda? Are you ready? Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says, Repent therefore and be converted. Whoa. Conversion means transformation. It means not just a change in the heart, but it's also a change in my mindset. Are you willing? Are you willing to give up some things so you can have some new things? The rest of the verse. That your sins may be blotted out. Wow. Wow. Now, let me think about this from an educational standpoint. If I can say yes to part one, I can have part two. Let me flip it. Come on, come on, church. What think ye of Christ? God doesn't, doesn't bring us into the family for us to be mesmerized and to just sit under the sound of the gospel, but to reap truth from the gospel. There are many that want to be converted, but they still want to play with their sins. I knew that was coming. Repent, therefore, be converted that your sins may be blotted out. We like to take God's word and twist it, don't we? Don't we? Notice, I'm pointing right here. I want it to say what I want it to say. At the close of the book of Revelation, they make it very clear that it's dangerous to change, add, or alter anything to the word of God. Let God's word be true in every area of our lives. Father, I repent. Convert me from the things that I've been doing. Bring me out of those things. Cover that now by the blood and let's go deeper. Wow. Now we're started. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cover one more and I'm going to stop. But we'll come back. But I want to make sure that you're getting this. There are people who want to go to heaven. They just don't want to stop living in sin. There are people who will tell you, I'm sorry, but they haven't repented. Sorry is not repentance. Sorry is not repentance. When there's repentance, it means this. I'm walking this way. I'm thinking this way. I'm walking like an Egyptian. That's way back in the day, I understand. And I live like this, and I do this. Now, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit and the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit has come upon me, and now I'm repenting, and I'm walking the other way because my mind has been changed. Are you ready? Are you ready for that type of a relationship? And the church answers, yes, we're ready. Let's go to the last piece for this morning. This was the second one. Are you ready for restitution in his kingdom? Listen, only those who are willing to go deeper in Christ can receive what the enemy has stolen back. Because if he gives it back to you and you stay on the same level, the same thing that happened is going to happen again. Let me break that down. If I don't change the way I was in my first marriage, it's going to show up again in marriage number two. Let me break that away this way. Bring it this way. If I date her the way I dated the other ones, I'm going to do to her what I did to the other ones. Turn to somebody and say, this is hot. This is hot. Hope he stops soon. Because I, I know that this is, I know it's hot. It's hot for me. Because see, 
God says, I want to restore to you, I want to give back to you everything that's been stolen, but in order to do that, you've got to go deeper with me. You've got to extend our relationship. Mm. Mm. Two verses, two quotes, and we're going to stop. Are you good? Let's pretend there was a missionary by the name of David Livingston. There really was a missionary by the name of David Livingston. He said, I will place no value on anything I have or may possess except in relation to the kingdom of Christ. No wonder God gave him so much while he was here to the nation where he served because he only valued that which would value eternally. Mm. Some of the things that we value right now will absolutely have no bearing on eternity because they're not kingdom-oriented. Ooh, I sense this presence of the Lord this morning. Andrew Murray, what a man of prayer. He said, the disciple who lives only for Jesus' work and kingdom, for his will and honor, will be given the power to appropriate the promise. Have you ever wondered why I claim this promise and I claim that promise? Why aren't the promises coming forth in my life? I don't understand. I I heard so-and-so quote a scripture and God met their need and I quote that same scripture and it's not happening. Thank you for asking the question. Here's the answer. The disciple or believer who lives only for Jesus' work and kingdom for his will and honor will be given the power to appropriate the promise. You want to know why they were able to move in the supernatural in the book of Acts? Because everything was on the line. Turn to someone and say, put it on the line. Two verses, and then we'll close for this morning. The question that the Lord is asking is this. Are you ready? Are you ready? And see, if you'll think about it, if you'll think about it, your relationship, the kingdom, revival in your home, and I don't mean like a church revival. I'm talking about reviving relationships. Where husbands and wives go, you know what, I don't need my phone, I don't need the TV, and I don't need that. Hey, baby, let's go. And the kids go, wow, look at mom and dad. I think that would clean up a lot of stuff out there. Let me say this again to the adults. The reason why the kids are running hog wild, that's what Jensen Franklin likes to call it, is because what they've watched, they don't want. I'm just telling you as an educator. They don't like it. They don't want it. We've got to put some pizzazz back into our home. We've got to put a little mm-mm in that marriage. We've got to let our children know this is the way you want to live like this. See how much fun we're having? Yeah, we have a heavy responsibility. and We've got bills that are due and we've got appointments and we've got all of this. But man, we enjoy one another. Not like, man, I walk in and it feels like you can cut it with a knife. It's so thick. Because what you are at home, you bring into the house. And what you are here, you carry it back out there. Closing verses, Luke chapter 18, verse 29 and 30. And he said to them, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times as much at this time and in this age to come eternal life. 
when Robin and the ladies, and congratulations for a great time over the weekend, when Robin got in, I said, honey, isn't it fantastic what God's doing in the ministry? I said, we've been praying for this for over 20 years. It actually is higher than that. But look what God's doing. Isn't it incredible? If you will stay the course, you'll be amazed at what God can do. There's coming a day when this house is going to erupt with that kind of praise right there. Right there. Because, see, we're taught, it's ingrained in our DNA, in this community, in this society, in this nation, that everything comes to us overnight. That's why guys don't want to wait and get married later. They want it now. And then girls play the game of manipulation, giving up that now for a whole lot more. I'm going to pause right there. Good teaching, brother. Good teaching. Good teaching right there. Good teaching. That's a lot of wisdom, a lot of years, a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of watching. Turn to someone and say, thank God for our pastor. Mark chapter 8, verse 35 says, For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. To go forward, you've got to give up. You've got to live in the life of release. If everything has to be under your watch, you have a very small lens. Ooh, that's good preaching. If everything has to be under your management, you live in a very small world. Come on, church. God is here this morning, and he's inviting us on two levels this morning. Would you like, would you like to go deeper with me? Are you ready for more in our relationship? Okay, let me break it down this way. We're done. It's 12 o'clock. I understand, America. But it may not be the kingdom. Uh huh. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. I'm going to be honest. I know how to go to church at 11 o'clock sharp and come out at noon dull. That's a Vance Havner statement. 11 o'clock sharp, 12 o'clock dull. I want you to walk out of here going, man, there's something electrical in there. There's something that God is saying from his word to us. God is passionate about you. And he is brokenhearted that he longs for a deeper relationship with you. It's not just about being born again. He wants you to go deeper into his grace, deeper into the kingdom. But you've got to be willing to let go of some things so that he can restore things that have been taken from you. You've got too much on the shelf. Let that stuff go and stay focused on him. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise in the house. Okay, okay. Here's how we're going to wrap it up. You ready? So, yes, Robin and I are going to celebrate 30 years of marriage. Man, I can remember our honeymoon. So, you know what I'm going to do in the month of October? The guys are going, I bet so. I'm going to recreate that. I'm going to take it to another level. Hold on, hold on. They can delete this part, but I'm going to tell you this. Anybody can play for a national championship and win one. Can you come back year two as hungry as you were in year one? No, 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 no. You're thinking about sports. Oh, I know how hot and how it used to be when you were dating and you were in a relationship and you were married. I know how great that was the first few years, but what happened? 
You look like some of these teams that used to be at that level. What's happened? Oh, I, I remember when I first came to Christ. Man, I remember how I was so pumped up. Man, I remember how I was willing to go and to give and to serve. I was willing to pray. I was willing to fast. But what happened? Let's stand together, shall we? God's moved mightily this morning in this house. It's been a great time together. It's time for fellowship, rest this afternoon. Some that could be able to be with us for the Focus Fellowship, that would be great. But God has a question. Are you ready? Are you ready? We're going to just do two things this morning, and it's going to be simply by the raising of our hands. You don't have to come to the front. I certainly am not saying you can't at all. But here's what I'm going to ask. Thank you, Father. In a moment, we're going to just bow our heads and close our eyes. I'm just going to ask for those who would say, hey, you know what, Dennis? I can see where I've lost my focus. I can see it. You don't know what it is, and it's not your business, and I agree with that. But I can absolutely see. And I'll yell and scream at other people when they're not giving their best. And I get all over my favorite sports team because they're not playing like they used to. But right now, I'm standing before the mirror of God's Word. And I'm not at the level I used to be. Oh, I know Him. But I've got so much stuff going on. I'm so easily distracted and diverted. I've lost my focus. In a moment, I'm going to invite you just to raise your hand because we're going to pray together. And the other piece is this. There are many of us who have been in the kingdom for some time and we're still waiting on restitution and this is what's really cool, family. When, when the Holy Spirit brought up the word restitution, I was thinking from the natural realm where people have, you know, jacked you around and have done some things and you've lost things because of people. And the Spirit of the Lord said, no, I'm going to take it up higher. I want to talk to the body tomorrow, which will be today, about how I'm going to give back to them what's been taken from them. All that I ask is they would just go a little deeper with me. And so the second one is how many would really enjoy watching the King of Kings, the Lord of Heaven's armies, bring back, restore things that have been depleted. got a better idea. Sometimes I'm still too geared to be a pastor. Don't raise your hands. I want you to raise your heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to raise your heart to me this morning, and then I'm going to pray. And that doesn't mean you have to raise your hands. 
I just, I want you to lift your heart to your Father. I think this room is filled with believers this morning. But I want you, if you've responded to the word of the Lord this morning, I want you to lift up your heart and say, Father, 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 I know you. But I'm not spending much time with you. I'm going through all, I'm going through it all. But I miss, I miss that with you. And then lift up your heart before him and say, when's this going to get turned around? Is it going to get turned around? Yes, today is the turnaround. He's going to put back into your life and your family areas that have been depleted. Restitution. He'll take care of that. Let's pray. Many hearts were just lifted before the Lord. Let's pray. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.